The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, welcome in the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show, meeting you out there reaction to yet again another Philadelphia Eagles victory. And for the first time in what seems to be a long time, they do it at home and emphatic at one point. Yeah, starting to come back a little bit, make things interesting in the second half. But the Eagles did that for so long in the first half of the season It was nice to see them on the other end of it, the winning end of it. And yes, we will talk about the historic day for Jalen Hurts on the ground. It was another big day for the Eagles rushing attack. We welcomed all Miles Sanders back to the fold, and he took that and ran with it literally. The defense, we have things to talk about the defense, especially with the coaching staff on both ends. But it was the first home victory of the season and for so much about this team turning a corner and for so much about growth and watering a plant to just watching this team in front of our eyes from Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and others grow up overnight in this league. It was nice and you could see it out there. It was palpable. It definitely bled through the TV screen. And for anybody in this city and beyond who has been to a Philadelphia Eagles game, you know, and Jess, of course, knows it often being at pretty much every one of them. But yes, there's so much on the field. But I feel like it's been the first time you and I have been able to celebrate as fans with fans for this team, because I feel like we were all kind of longing for that group celebration at home. So, yeah, from Hurts to everybody else aside, I just thought it was such a great day for the fan base as a whole to see everything come to fruition like this at home. Yeah, I think it was really, really good to see because. You know, the the last home game was the the loss to the Chargers. And that was one of those things where you look at it and you say, okay, you know, a couple of different things happen and that that should have been a win. And it was more on the defensive side of the ball there where it should have been a win. And I think the biggest thing for me is when you go back to the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the things that was talked about going into that game was They need to run the ball. They need to run the ball. They need to run the ball. You know, same thing we scream and yell every week. But something that Nick Sirianni said several times was, well, the Bucs have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Well, their run defense is so good. Well, and there was like an excuse, like they were scared to attempt to run the ball. Yes. At that point in time, we talked about that, like 
that in its sense should be a fireable offense for an NFL head coach to admit that they're scared to try to do something with their team because the other team is supposedly good at stopping it. Going into today, the Saints had the best running defense in the NFL. And the Eagles stuck to what they've done for the last couple weeks, let their offensive line take care of business, and still won this game the same way that they have been getting closer every week to winning these games. So I thought that one of the most important things of today, in addition to finally being able to celebrate this win at home, (laughs) the growth that we have seen from the offense, from Jalen Hurts, from Nick Sirianni is, I think, what's the most important thing to me about today. Yeah, and and it's just, it's amazing because 24 attempts as a whole, only 13 completions. He didn't even have a touchdown in the air, yet it felt like Jalen Hurts had an absolute stranglehold on this football game. Even when he missed a throw, you know, Dallas Goddard drops one, Jalen may miss one. That's fine because you never felt, we collectively all never felt like, oh, wow, that was it. Like, you really needed to complete that one pass. And people can take that and spin that any way they want. For me, it was just how dominant this young man can be with the presence of the football in his hands. And he still is okay to good enough throwing the football that he's a danger and a threat in the air. But it's just amazing because I don't remember the last time I've watched somebody, and I know Vic and Randall were referenced on the broadcast because Jalen, the first ever to do, we should recognize that three on the ground as an Eagles quarterback. But never have I watched a game where I felt like, man, this dude doesn't even need to pass. And yeah. and, I, and like the RPO is still a threat and everything yeah. still works. It's you can teach those other things that we want him to do better. You can't teach some of the things that he does and is at the top caliber of doing those things. You can't teach right. a person how to be as athletic as Jalen Hurts is and be able to keep his keep his cool the way that Jalen Hurts can. And that comment that we just had up here a little bit ago is is exactly it. It doesn't matter what people say. He is doing exactly what's being asked of him. And for a while, they were asking too much of him. And they were asking too much of a guy who was still trying to figure a few different things out. Now they're asking him to do what he's good at. They're asking him to play a game that suits his strengths and doesn't highlight his weaknesses and try to force the issue on his weaknesses. So they're doing exactly what they should do. Throw the ball 25 times, run the ball 50 times. He did everything he needed to today. And when it came down to it, when the defense started to slack at the end, he is the one who led them down the field to make sure that that game didn't get out of hand. A game in which he led them to 33 points, which it should never be on the offense to secure a game where you have put up 33 points and you were winning by 26 points at one point in time, it should never be the offense's responsibility to make sure that game is a win. But Jalen Hurts still put that on his shoulders, and he quite literally took them all the way down the field and made sure that that game was a secured win. So, Absolutely. I mean, if you have any complaints about Jalen Hurts today, you just enjoy being miserable. You enjoy hating your life, and you enjoy being miserable, and you enjoy hating the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't even think you're an Eagles fan because you hate them that much. Truly. Yeah, I know it's cold out, but it can't be that miserably cold out to where it just has to seep in our brains now and just look at the negative spin across the world. No, absolutely not. I'm with you there. And and I think, look, I think you make a good point, Jess, honestly, about 
where Hertz is and being asked to the comment, Patrick, on there. We thank everybody. We'll hit a bunch, including Mondays there with J. Joe. We, we have to recognize every single accomplishment today. If it's Jalen Hurts being the first Philadelphia Eagles quarterback to rush for three touchdowns or J. Joe with his first catch. Absolutely. But I, I think what's happened here, and I know that the Saints were down, not as bad as the Broncos, although they were down three offensive linemen. The difference, though, is that this Eagles team earlier in the season would have found a way to lose to one of these two teams. Yes. The difference now is Detroit, Denver, and New Orleans. I don't care if Trevor Simeon doesn't matter because you still have to go out there and, to your point, put up points. You still have to go out there, stick to a game plan, be opportunistic on defense, take advantage of the fact that you know you have a bad quarterback and not an Alvin Kamara out there. Yep. Linemen are down. They get credit for that. And I think so much of this has been frustration year in and year out because they may lay an egg or they may have a stinker there. Right. Reality is the Chargers bled them out at home with still a really good offense, right? But these other three teams, they beat the shit out of them. And that's that's exactly what Jalen Hurts is being asked to do what he's in front of him. So is this team. And I love the fact that they're beating. It's like a college game where you have like a 28-point spread and you just see your team run up and you love it. You just want to see them beat the teams that they should beat. You want to see them play the way that they should play. You don't want to see stupidity. You don't want to see regression. You don't want to see mistakes in and out. You don't want to be no. the Detroit Lions, essentially what you don't want to do. You don't want to be <laughs> one of these teams. You don't want to be in the same conversation as the Miami Dolphins, as the Jacksonville Jaguars, as the New York Jets. You don't want to be in that conversation. Like for a couple of weeks in there, the Eagles were included in that conversation. They were one of those teams. In Absolutely. That you don't want to be a team in that group because they don't we belong in that group. They have too much talent to be in that group. These other teams don't necessarily have that. The Eagles have way too much talent to be as bad as they were at certain points. And that's why it was frustrating because while we understood that this was a rebuilding year, a year for growth, there, are, there were still things that were happening that just – should not have been. And it's nice to finally see some of those things. The penalties decreasing, just the way that some of these things are happening. It's it's finally back to what we kind of expected from the Eagles at this point. And, you know, as they go forward, they're hitting stride to, to Tony's comment right here. We moved to the easy part of our season. Yeah. So... You know, we get to go play the the double whammy of the crappy New York teams. We get to play the Jets and then the Giants. Get to play the football team twice. They've been playing well, but we get to play a football team That's twice. The they win they win today on the road. <laughs> and they beat the Bucks last week. Right. However, however right. the Eagles still have more talent than they currently have. Sure they have. do. Now that's assuming that you know, Darius Slay is is okay going forward because we talked about this in the beginning of the season. Once you get into any sort of backup situation in that secondary, especially send Cook. help, send yep. help <laughs> immediately. Um, <laughs> and that, that's, that's frightening, but you know, going into the, this back end of the season, these are the Eagles can make their, make their own push here. And they don't have to necessarily worry about other teams losing and doing certain things you know they win enough games that they might be able to squeak into that wild card because the season's still wide open right now across the board 
Yeah, I, I think where where I would take that comment, both both of your comments, is the Eagles, and look, this shouldn't be seen as just easy because right. for the first half of the season it wasn't, but the Eagles have definitively put themselves in the have category. And I think the what like, for example, both top seeds across both conferences take L's today, right? So we've seen this week in and week out. I don't know even if I asked you and said, all right, close your eyes and just give me the best team in the NFL right now. You'd have to think about it. Like, it's really tough. Yeah, but here's know. what we do know. One thing we do know, Jess, we know who's dog shit. We know who is just definitively out of it. That you mentioned the Jets, like the Jags. These are teams that no matter the circumstances are going to find a way to lose football games. Yes. We thought, and I think some of us thought really through the first part of the season, the Eagles might be one of these teams. Yes. The reality is right. If you're not in that bottom crop, which the Eagles have proven that they're not, this is wide open. And you could talk division. You could talk seventh wild or the, the seventh spot now with the additional wild card, whatever people want to point to. But I think for me, what I feel best about is I know definitively this Eagles team is in the mix of like 24 teams right now. Right. But we didn't know that earlier on. And they've no. shown that by beating up on bad teams, rightfully so. They're no longer a bad team getting beat up on. They've turned it around. They flipped it on the bullies. Right. It's all about getting hot at the right time. And this offense yeah. is really starting to click as this, you know, the offensive line is really starting to to gel and they're playing really well together. Both I thought both lines today really, really dominated um, on both sides of the ball. I thought they got out to a, a really good start early. And, and that's, you know, where the Eagles should be winning games initially is, is that's, you know, where the majority of the money on this right. team belongs on it's on both lines. And that's where they should be winning week in and week out. They haven't been necessarily. And the offense is showing what they can do. I mean, this offense can put up 40 points. Amazing. They can do it on, on any type of defense. Yeah. Two good defenses back to back. They've put up points, right? It, these defenses are not, not nothing, right? Like the, the Broncos offense is not great, but their defense has has been very good. Sure. The the and and the Saints have one of the best defenses in the league and some of the you know top tier players at all of their positions. The Cam Jordans, the um oh god, who who am I missing? Like the Marshawn Lattimore's of the world. Yeah. They're you know in the upper echelon of of both of their positions. And the Eagles were able to really do anything they wanted against them today. And you know the offensive line was absolutely dominant they stuck to the run game outside of the fumble miles sanders was you know tremendous coming back from an injury like that um and not having played in a couple weeks you hope jordan howard's okay as well to to keep that keep that going but jalen hurts was fantastic in the run game as well you know they, they get hot at the right time and they have enough confidence and that they can go out and beat anybody they can go out and beat anybody especially yeah. in the way this season is unfolding for a lot of different teams anything's possible. The Minnesota Vikings just beat the Green Bay Packers. That's it. They knocked them off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to get Rachel just put it up there and, and MK makes a really good point here about the O line being great. And that's missing 40% of opening day starters. I, I think we've all, you know, all three of us and anybody really who's been watching this game that isn't necessarily as close, like having the ability to do it from a broadcast standpoint, but also just listening to interviews, offensive linemen, right? I know Barrett uh, on the postgame show for, is constantly referencing this. Any any offensive lineman, I don't know how many, uh, Jamal's another one here, Harriman's, they always mention that the easiest thing to do when you're fresh, when you're coming in, if you have a week of practice or if you have 10 seconds of practice just to take some snaps on the sidelines, the easiest thing to do is just move forward right, is to put your head down, put your hands on somebody else and move them back. There's no intricate pass blocking. There's nothing that you missed coming up in the week. It's just as simple as that. And I think that's why we were frustrated earlier in the season because we all knew it. It was like, hey, yeah, it could be Herbig. It could be somebody that's coming in from a backup capacity, Dillard, what have you. But it's this. It's still, it's easier for just them to do that. And I have to give him credit. Like, I didn't know how Miles Sanders would be used today. I, I didn't know what to expect with the use, not Sanders himself, Jess, but the use, the application of Sanders. And, and I love it. It was like he just picked up, like nothing changed with the identity of the offense, and they plugged him in like the true back that he is. And it was great to see. And, and it was like you could feel that energy. This offense has an identity. And it's continued now for four straight games. Finally. 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 Finally, it's what we've been asking for. I know. We talked about it so much earlier in the season that week in and week out, we didn't know what kind of team we were going to see from the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, that might have just been trying to figure it out on their own. And, and, uh, you know, I, I get that. And that was, again, we talked about it a lot. The growth is what we wanted to see, but that was the problem. We weren't seeing any any steps forward. We were just seeing either a a staying the same or a regression. There was no positive change in those first, you know, four or five weeks of the season. And unfortunately, it took Miles Sanders getting hurt and, you know, them seeing the difference in the opening drive of running right down the field with Miles Sanders and scoring a touchdown to stopping running the ball not scoring again. And then that was like, Hey, maybe, maybe that's what works for us. Maybe we just, maybe we just keep doing that and see what happens. Finally, they flipped the switch. Finally, they did it. And I I don't know if it's, you know, if it's Sirianni maturing, if it's a guy who's a a wide receiver guy who just like didn't want to be this run focused offense and just had to kind of set his ego aside and bite the bullet and be like, listen, like, this is what we got to do. This is what works. And, uh, you know, we're all just, no matter what happened or how they got to the conclusion, I'm so glad they did because it's, it's also, you beat up on a defense so much more when you're running the ball. Do you know how demoralizing that is for a defensive line to just be run all over like that in the first half? That's hard to recover from. Not only like in, in terms of, their energy but like their physical energy not just their mental energy as well it it runs them down in all kinds of ways like 
I don't know why it took so long, but I'm glad we're here. No, it, it's here. You're right. It, it took a while, but it needed a little kick in the ass in the rear, oh, but we're here. And you're right. It's, it's hard to come back from. It's impossible to come back from when Trevor Simeon, no Kamara, and down a couple of offensive linemen are trying to lead some second-half charge by all means. I, I know we'll talk about some other things popping up here on the chat. Rachel has a bunch from Twitter as well. I, again, I, I don't know. If I were to predict in my small little crystal ball here, if anybody would be negative, I think, and again, I'll just paraphrase what you said, you'd have to be super miserable to find something negative about Jalen Hurts because he compensated so much for on the ground for not having to complete many passes in the air. But I do wonder how people view what happened in the second half with the Saints quasi, and I'll apply that term here, coming back. Because I don't think it was a full comeback by any means. The game got a little interesting, but I don't think anybody started to sweat. That's where I would be interested to see once, you know, Rachelle pops in with some tweets, just how people reacted to that specifically. But then again, why focus on that when they win another sure. game, three out of their last four? I mean, I think, you know, uh, uh, there's going to be the people that are critical. If you want to be critical, I, I still am where you were last week and where we kind of collectively were last week. We're not ready to take Jonathan Gannon off any hooks by, by any stretch. I think they played well at points today. Obviously, the takeaways were enormous for um, the Eagles building their lead and, um, you know, getting to that point where it wasn't a full comeback. Um, however, like I said earlier, the offense puts up 33 points. It shouldn't be the offense's responsibility to make sure that that game is sure. a win by sealing it with an extra touchdown with three minutes left. They, the defense needed to play better in the second half at certain points than they did. And I don't know if it's because Darius Slay got hurt and they had some backups in here and there. I don't know if they started taking plays off because the game was close to over, but it, it, it was, it was a little bit too close for me at one point in there when there were, when they were only, you know, when they cut it to 11 and the Eagles had a third and a, what was it? Third and 12 that they had to convert to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside for that to be that like. That was it? But, but <laughs> the fact the that, they had game. To that a third and 12, when they were up 33 to 7 at one point, <laughs> there's a third and 12 with four minutes left, and that's what the game is relying on, is Jalen Hurts making a play on a third and 12 with three minutes left in the fourth quarter after putting up 33 points. Like, that to me is extremely frustrating still, and that bothers me. I'm not going to let it ruin my happy mood over the win, sure. but I'm, I still have my bones to pick with Jonathan Gannon and the defense and the way that they operate at some points. It, it's just really frustrating to me. So I'll give you, I, I think there was one small example of Sirianni, like I can't help myself. And then that was the long extrapolated version of I can't help myself with Gannon, who right. clearly the defense reverted back to what we've been trying to move away from and, and seeing you know, here talking about it, us moving away from it, but what we've been hoping that the team would move away from on the field. But I, you know, Sirianni had the wildcat moment on the goal line. It was kind of just like, all right, dude, like you, you've got so many things running for you, working well for you. Just, just chill out. Just take a second and chill out. Just yeah. go back to what's working. But yeah, on, on the other side of it, 
it did feel like it was players once again in the second half kind of catching up and bailing out the defensive play calling or at least strategy is probably a better way to put it. Sure. And that is frustrating that, you know, that is frustrating because you're not. And I saw Patrick uh, as far as, you know, going up and smashing another number one rush defense. Absolutely. They deserve credit for that. But let's look, you know, you've had Jared Goff, you've had Teddy Bridgewater, you've had Trevor Simeon. The only other guy was Justin Herbert. It's not an excuse. It's not a reason. I'm not saying anything negative to even balance what happened. What I am saying is, there are going to be opportunities for teams that are not led by those guys who, if the Eagles are up on, it's going to make it a lot more difficult for this defense than Trevor Simeon or even Teddy Bridgewater, who's just not built to come from behind. Right. And, and they just, they go soft when they get a lead. And I, I, they started off the game so unbelievably aggressive. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've not been known for their blitzes this year. They were calling a lot of blitzes and they were working. Things were working out really well for them, and they were playing really well, really aggressive. They were getting them off the field quickly. They were getting the, the only time the Saints were able to score was you know when when Miles Sanders fumbled on the fifteen. So other than that, you know, without that, they might not have been able to score in the first half of this game. Who knows? But the fact that they then instead of continuing that aggression to just like put their foot on their throat and just go for the jugular. Why are you just going soft? And you're absolutely right. Guys that aren't Jared Goff or Trevor Simeon, they are going to capitalize on that soft mistake by Jonathan Gannon. So again, it's same thing with the, the Sirianni point last week with the challenge randomly. It's like, I understand you were winning by a lot and it really doesn't matter that much. But if it did come down to that being a make or break moment in the game, I can't rely on you. Not just I, I, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think we all have that underlying feeling. All right, Rachel, speaking of underlying feeling, what's it like out there in the social media streets? It's not bad at all. A lot Good. of negative tweets are towards Rager. So, He's I think, we, yeah, we saw that coming. But other than like the Rager tweets that I've been seeing so far, um, like no more Rager. <laughs> second half woes rager out of town stuff like that everything else for the most part has been pretty positive so that's a good thing to know of i saw i know it. i'm sorry no i saw somebody commented here uh volnick and it says what the hell is going on are we a semi a good team again and majority yeah. of the tweets are talking about like building on our performance and getting stronger getting better good. so that's a good feeling it is that's a great feeling that that is. And I know Twitter, it's just a, it's an area that it's easy to focus on. Like if a pie chart has 3% negativity to focus on that, but are, are people really, if you only had three words to use on a tweet in response to today yes. is Rager out of town, really what you want to focus on out of every other thing that we saw. And again, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> We have this Looking conversation for reasons to be miserable. Yes, Why are you is even that a Eagles fan at this point? You have to be just the most miserable human <laughs> being on planet Earth. It's not a good time here. A lot, okay? It happens. Why are you still here if you just yes. like 
Right. You have to find reasons for joy. Like this person right. said, there's always an okay guy that's not going to be satisfied with the performance. And I think those Rager tweets, totally. the three of them that I saw, that's exactly what it was. They totally. just can't be satisfied. But everything else was like, uh, Hertz keeps improving, young offense maturing, a great team win. Everything else was pretty like encouraging, pretty positive. So the juke that Hertz had, that was like a lot oh. of responses were on lots, that. Lots of tweets about ankles. Yes, the ankles—they're my favorite. So, <laughs> here, here's my question to to both of you, and of course to everyone else out there as well. If you're hanging with us, hit that thumbs up button and make sure you're subscribed to what we're doing here on the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. But I, I think, and this is not like some deep question that you're going to have time or need time, I should say, to answer. But I feel like we're at the point now where no shade to Lamar, no shade to Josh Allen. But Jalen Hurts is as dangerous as anybody in the NFL with the football. That's, I think, a statement that's viable, right? Believable. Yes. Like, can yes. we sink our teeth into the collectively? Teeth yeah. is plural as teeth, sorry. Teeth. Yeah. And I was literally just having this conversation and uh, with somebody and they were explaining like the difference. Whereas like if you look at Jalen Hurts compared to like Lamar, Lamar is smaller. You know, Jalen Hurts, like he want he draws that con that contact like he's an aggressive player, like he wants the all the smoke. So I think that's also something that we're seeing when it comes to the different type of playing styles. Like he's not afraid of it. So and he's a bigger player, so he's going to take it and keep it pushing. Like, he'll be ready to bulldoze over some of these defender, you know, defending players. So it's kind of like he knows what he's doing. Lamar's a poor man's Jalen Hurts. That's funny. Oh, See, I, I didn't want to start. That guy, right? Lamar's just got an MVP under his belt. Let's, yeah. Right? Oh. You know, that, I mean, that's I agree, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's why I said as good as anybody. I didn't want to yeah. just come out there and definitively say, all right, move over Lamar, move <laughs> over Josh Allen. I mean, those guys are pretty damn good yeah. with the football yeah. and can throw the football mm -hmm. exceptionally well. But look, I, I think having the ability, it's no longer saving him. It's no longer bailing him out. There was no need to throw the ball 30, 35 times today. So this wasn't even balancing anything out. It just shows how much of a weapon he is and just how day honestly, every time he, he cut, I'm surprised if he doesn't gain 10 yards when he tucks it, it's gotten to that point where I'm like, wow, he didn't yeah. gain 10 yards. That's insane. Mm -hmm. See, I disagree. I think Jalen hurts is way more athletic than Lamar Jackson. He looked like, yeah. I just think I, I don't know if it's Jalen's <laughs> approach mm -hmm. and the, the composure that he always has. And that just might be what, like, he just has this persona about him as well that he, I don't know, like, I, I exactly what you were saying, Rachel, he's never scared of the moment. Not that I think Lamar is, mm -hmm. but he just, he wants all of the contact. Yeah. He wants even just something as simple as that second rushing touchdown where he mm -hmm. came in and just like tucked the ball over a little bit just and like, yeah. like tappy tapped his toes in, threw that ball over just a little bit and was like, I'm in and like looked at the yeah. official that was like right here. And he was like, and just like yeah. saw himself out and waited. Right. So I, I don't know. I just think, I, I do think that Jalen Hurts is a little bit more athletic than Lamar. I think Lamar still has a, a leg up on, on Jalen in a couple different areas, but I think Jalen's a little bit more athletic than Lamar. 
I think that's a good conversation. I mean, I think it Lamar is, is quicker he, for sure. Yeah. Like Lamar can escape some stuff that I have. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is fast enough to do. Sure. But that's a good, like, that's a good discussion. I don't, no, and I don't look, think there's a wrong answer. No, no, no not at all. No. Not at all. But but that's where, you know, I think as somebody earlier and, and Jesse were commenting on that as far as, you know, playoffs and looking ahead, the reality is, is that the Philadelphia Eagles have put themselves in a position in the f- last month or so to where they're in a legit conversation about having a good year. Mm-hmm. And people can define good however they want. They should feel great about what happened yet again, especially since this sucker happened at home. But they're really in a legit conversation about having a good year, about getting back to 500, about fighting for that wild card spot, about putting pressure on Dallas atop this division. And that doesn't happen if guys don't make plays. And, and it, it was exceptional to see that by all means. So, you know, we've got a lot, I, I think, to look at, be thankful for, if I can use the oldest cliche and cheesiest line out there ahead of Thanksgiving holiday here. But, you know, we wind down here, and, and I think there's a lot to really feel good about. Jalen Rager stuff aside, if J.J. Ortega-Whiteside can make an impact, then anybody can make an impact. And that should be the positive note to the Seriously. kids moving forward, right? Shout out to the Eagles for not ruining Thanksgiving for me. Yes. I don't have to have a shit week. Too. That's Beautiful. what we can celebrate. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. And we go in, we can, you know, pray for Dallas to lose on Thursday. And you know what? That'll just be the, the greatest Thanksgiving week ever. It'll be great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Although, who the hell are we awesome. playing this week? Anybody know? Dallas? Yeah. Today they're playing. Uh, th- Thanksgiving. The Chargers, is it? Now Raiders. The That's right. The Raiders. They're hosting the Raiders Thanksgiving oh. night. Oh, so apparently I'm going to be a Raiders fan this week. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. we all are at this point. And you know what? We're all Eagles fans again. That's the best. In case anyone forgot. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. All right. Thank you all for hanging with us again. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and subscribe here. Jess, Rachel, you all have a fantastic extended, hopefully holiday weekend. You all out there as well. Go birds. Enjoy it. It's another victory. And it was at home. This one was for you out there. We'll see you again next week.